Well, hello, friends, and welcome to episode 46 of the Our Weekly Highlights Podcast. My name is Eric, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are in the world. Today, we are covering the issue highlights for it for week 26, released on June 28th, 2021. This week's issue is curated by Colin Fay, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. When I think about the key drivers behind the success of R in data science and beyond, the first one that comes to mind, at least in my opinion, is the community. Each issue of R Weekly itself has many demonstrations of the brilliant R community in action, from sharing novel uses of R, to solving challenging problems, to authoring brand new functionality to the language via packages. Much like R itself, there is more than one way to host the package for sharing with the world. The Comprehensive R Archive Network, or CRAN for short, is the central repository supported out of the box in each R installation, in which a set of technical and other requirements must be satisfied before a package is formally accepted. However, the advent of version control systems such as Git have opened the possibilities of directly hosting a package's source code on specialized code sharing platforms such as GitHub and GitLab, where a user can install and compile a package hosted on these sites via a function like remotes, install GitHub, and other variations. I view these two paradigms at the opposite ends of a spectrum. CRAN helps a package author with producing the builds of a package for major operating systems automatically, which is a huge advantage. But each update to a package must satisfy the same requirements as its initial release, and it is not always automatic to have updates approved. Conversely, a package author can have full control of making a package available to users on Git-based platforms and update as much as they like. However, these platforms are for general purpose code and files that are not necessarily tailored to R specifically. Is this choice truly an all or nothing? Not anymore, thanks to the Herculean efforts of R OpenSci's lead infrastructure engineer, Jeroen Ooms, and the new R Universe hosting platform, the subject of our first highlight for today. Part of a wider effort in R OpenSci to support easier access and curation of R packages for open science, the R Universe is a unique package repository with a very sophisticated backend to assemble builds of R packages, much like CRAN, but gives the package author complete control over sharing the latest up-to-date versions of packages that can be assembled into an entire collection or a personal universe, if you will. Yurun's blog post shares a complete setup for creating your own R universe of packages now available to anyone. As long as your package is available in some form of an online Git repository, which is publicly accessi accessible, and you have a public GitHub account, you then have the necessary bits to get started. Once you create a registry file in JSON format, all you have to do is create a simple repository on your GitHub account and install the RUniverse GitHub app to have each of your desired packages automatically registered in a custom subdomain of RUniverse. Unlike the utilitarian look of the CRAN packages web pages and the more generic repo interfaces in GitHub, 
The dashboard for a custom R universe is tailored to serving the key metadata with an R lens, such as clean organization of previous builds and easy navigation of package vignettes while staying inside the overall dashboard UI. For an end user, they can install any package from the R universe using R's native install.packages function with the repository URL defined specifically. In a previous R OpenSide community call, which we will link to in the episode show notes, Yurun spells out a few interesting use cases of R Universe, some of which include having a curated set of packages for a specific research domain, or even to serve up an R flavor portfolio. Our universe is a terrific example of what can happen when we combine the new age of compute infrastructure and carefully designed architecture, and it is another feather in the growing cap of our open size influence on open science and reproducibility. And for our last highlights of today, we dive into the fascinating world of Shiny. One of the many things I've learned over the years of creating Shiny apps across the full spectrum of prototypes to large-scale production systems is seeing how each of my projects become a blend of technical development and creativity from a design and artistic view. I can barely draw a stick figure on paper, yet the Shiny ecosystem gives me a vast amount of tools ready for me to virtually paint an overall experience as a cool front end to what can be complex data analysis pipelines. And if you want to see just what is possible with Shiny, look no further than the results of the third annual Shiny contest announced by R Studios Mine Chichinkaya Rundell for our second highlight today. First, a little inside baseball when it comes to this podcast. When our team of curators holds an internal vote to select the highlighted resources or links for the upcoming issue, I begin doing my research on the items likely to be selected as the votes finalize. Well, for this particular item, you could say I've been doing research on this for a good two or three months because I was fortunate enough to be asked to serve as a judge for this year's contest. In fact, both your curator for this issue, Colin, and myself were part of the panel of 20 judges. And each of the 179 submissions to this year's contest were assigned randomly to multiple judges and used a great scoring system derived by Mina to assess the technical and artistic dimensions of the app, as well as the strength of the narrative drafted on the associated RStudio community post. I had so much fun viewing these amazing submissions, and it may sound cliche, but I am fully confident in saying that every year, the immense quality of these submissions is raised much higher, and these apps are taken into directions that I never imagined. I plan on dedicating a series of my Shiner Developer Series episodes to extensively go behind the code and design philosophy of many of these applications. But I gotta say, as a parent of two boys, I was floored with the Math Eagle game by Shurukan as a fun and engaging way to teach basic arithmetic in such a fun, artistic style. There is almost no way you could tell this was a shiny app. Then you have the Dinner app by Kyle Harris and Alexis Mikowski that not only solves a very practical issue of planning your evening meals, but also how the authors helped crowdsource 
filling in the recipes via their Twitch streams to build the application. In fact, multiple authors this year, including yours truly, complimented their community posts with live streams on Twitch on the building process with all of the wins and debugging for the world to see. If you are inspired like I am when you see these winners, definitely check out their source code and their associated RStudio Cloud projects where you can execute the app without even needing to install a thing on your computer. On behalf of my fellow judges, a huge congratulations to all of the authors and also thank you for giving such amazing examples of what you can accomplish with Shiny. Just seeing what we can accomplish with Shiny and by proxy the R language itself through the contest submissions is one way to answer a question that comes up a bit frequently, especially to those newer to R and statistical computing. Why would you use Shiny? I always like to hear the perspective of others developing Shiny applications in their daily work. Our last highlight today comes from the latest post on the Mango Solutions blog, where community and events manager Laura Swales asked her dedicated Shiny developer Alejandro Rico that same question in preparation for his upcoming Introduction to Shiny workshop for the Earl 2021 conference. The key features Shiny bring to the table are the immense flexibility with how you construct an application, from using straight R code to fully customizing the user experience and extending functionality via custom CSS and JavaScript. It's rare to find a web application framework that gives you the optimal experiences in both sides of that development spectrum. You can read the rest of Alejandro's perspective in the blog post and it sounds like a promising workshop if you're attending Earl this year. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. It's not a spoiler to say Colin has assembled another great issue with additional Shiny guides like building a full dashboard with the new Shiny.Fluent toolkit, as well as using simulations to predict the results of the Euro 2020 football tournament and much more. Would you like to join our curation efforts for R Weekly? You can find complete details on becoming a part of this exciting group at the top of each issue's release. And if you value the service Art Weekly provides, we would greatly appreciate your support through the Patreon page linked in this episode's show notes. Just a small donation goes a long way to keeping the lights on, so to speak, and bringing all this great assemble of, assembly of our content to you every week. Well, have a fantastic week, and we will be back with another batch of our weekly highlights next week.